Jack, welcome. Everybody, welcome, Jack, to episode number 68 of the Eavesdrop podcast. One short of 69. Mm. Uh, and I I rewatched our first podcast. It was mm-hmm. on the Hex Quarters. There was, I think I only had two rows of the collectibles filled in, yep. and there was nothing there. You yep. were wearing your Teddy Fresh hoodie. I still love that thing, but I don't get to wear it much. You know what's crazy is that one of the segments of that went viral. Really? People still to this day still tweeted at me that esports is a twenty four seven job. Oh, that clip! I know yeah. that clip. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. super, super viral. And I saw it, and I'm like, there was like this massive gap in between there and that. Mm. So that whole thing was shrunk in into like a a minute long thing, but it was like a two minute long spiel about something else. Yeah, they did a really good job. And then right after that, you dropped some nasty knowledge that nobody like fucking clipped. What was that? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's forgettable. <laughs> guys, uh, this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, towards the middle of the show. Uh, Jack, your life has changed. Like, I have, I, like, I can't believe in two years. I'm talking about, like, a, a the, here are the numbers that you dropped. Hmm. 600,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. Hmm. You were in the top 75 or 15 most followed Twitch streamers. Fifteen was it? Fifteen or something? No, like that? I, I I never broke top fifteen, but I was probably it's probably like top seventy five. Yeah, sounds so more right at the time. And what are you at now? Well, did you ever break it? Well, I'm still top thirty, even though I ain't been on there for ten months. Still top thirty. That's pretty crazy. Your your transition. I don't even know where to begin this thing, man, because it has been an, a, a a treat to watch you grow into the man you are today. God Thank damn. You, a lot of it's due in part to your to you and when what you've helped me do so just pull your tongue out of my asshole Dari. <laughs> you know i like it right where it is <laughs> yo no but for real on some real shit like i it's been a treat like uh i don't know who i was talking to i think it was, i was talking to my brother mm. about like your ascension to like where you're at because when we were doing it you were like on the way there you had just met i think uh connor yeah. uh, ninja had just been hosting you and yeah. you were i don't it, it, it was such a weird time you were still an optic how long did you, how, how long was your stint with us uh, I think that March was when I announced it and probably, I mean, probably by October, I think I was on basically on the way out or okay. out already. Um, I'm still grateful that they let me stay at the house, the apartment Yeah, and didn't charge me for those last couple months. Imagine they kick you out. <laughs> yeah, bro, that been, I was really nervous about that, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, six to eight months that I'm still so happy that I did because it gave me the opportunity to do what I did. I also learned a lot. Um, but I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but I, I know th- there was a very defining moment where I knew my time with optic two to- two moments where I knew my topic with optic was going to be very short lived. Why? Um, one was when I booked my flight to go down to Texas, I was boarding my plane. So excited. Like this is my dream come true. Yeah. Um, can't wait to be down there. And that remained true through and through. But um, I board my flight, get on the air. Back then, I wasn't buying Wi-Fi because, you know, I didn't, couldn't afford that shit. And, uh, and I land in Texas, and I'm like, let me refresh Twitter. Blacked out image, blacked out. Everyone's profile is blacked out. Mm-hmm. And that was like the day that the Halo team was got announced that they were getting dropped. And like, it was like... 
the one of the obvious many little stabs, but one of the real jabs to the old Optic brand. Mm -hmm. And I remember being down there that night, and I literally like cried on the phone to my mom because I was like, "Did I just fuck up majorly?" Like I obviously yeah. didn't have. I was I was I made sixty two dollars on YouTube the the month prior. Yeah, I was the number one Call of Duty caster alongside Maven with a job yeah. that I would still have to this. I would still be the number one caster uh, with Maven to this day if I didn't leave. Right. Yeah. And here I am in like a foreign place in Texas that I don't know anything. I don't have my car. I don't have any. I'm in an apartment with two air mattresses. My dad's sleeping in the bedroom. I'm sleeping in the living room, you know, and realizing like, wow, is this really about to just blow up right now with how bad it was? And yeah. sure, it was more of a slow kind of um, go out. But then another moment, the other moment that I had was uh, we ate at your favorite Thai restaurant. Then we had like a meeting of the minds to figure out what we, what our vision was for content stuff. And, and that was still when I was on the high of like, we can turn this thing around yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I later learned was not, a, was not the case, but I would be damned if I didn't try, yeah. right? Uh, I think that anyone in that scenario would have. I think we all did. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I came in towards the latter end where the damage had already been done. Um, and, uh, and there was a very distinct moment when you were like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm still going to be with Optic in a couple months. And when I heard that from you, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm out. Mm. And it took a little bit longer than I was expecting to get to that, to go there. Yeah. Um, but I knew at that point that when you hear from Hector that he was going to be out, then he's out. And then immediately after, you know, the, the, the mind started going and the way we, we always work. I mean, that's how you got to work in this industry is like you're, you're firing. You start firing on what the opportunity is next, what you want to do. You know, uh, there was a world where NRG was my next opportunity. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, Shaq called you. I had a great meeting with with all of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I still love and, and, you know, have a lot of respect to the guys at NRG. Um, and I'm so happy to see how successful it's going from there. But then um, I'm also really happy with how successful my path has been, Absolutely. too. So, I get, you know, we all eaten, Hector. We all eaten. Yeah, you know, do you remember the, the, the time where you met, where you guys were already eating at Jake's Burger? Mm -hmm. And I came in with my suit because I had just had a meeting, a, a board meeting at the at the stadium. Jake's Burger. Yeah, we we're having Jake's Burgers. You, Hitch, his ex girlfriend. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah. was whew, that was crazy. Yeah, man. I walk in and I was just like defeated for the first time ever in my life. I'm like, man, this is not gonna go the right way that I want. I was just talking to to Matt on the last podcast about uh, how good I am at bottling shit up yeah. and how tough those times were for me. And I just like didn't let I didn't break I didn't break face. You know what I mean? I was just like, all right, this is what's happening. I made my bed. I'm gonna lie in it. I just gotta fucking figure out what I'm doing. How do I keep this thing? How do I keep this thing going? How do yeah. I keep this moving? And when you started to say, you know, I'm uh, the, the like everybody treated you well, obviously because you're Jack. Uh, but then like little things that you weren't allowed to do to me was like, man, if we lose Jack, that's gonna be like pretty bad because he's he, when you lose somebody that doesn't have a big following, it's just like, yeah, hey, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, onto the next, or onto the next. But when you're on your way up. And you hear that you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to move to L.A. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Yeah. Because moving to L.A. was just going to be like, all right, I'm moving to L.A. Oh, I'm out. Uh, as soon as my contract's out. And like it goes on. You know what's crazy about that, too, that I was thinking about is that contracts has sort of removed the the passion of being, a, not completely, but being a part of a team. Uh, to give you an example, we didn't have any contracts at Optic up until like 2015. No yeah. contracts. Nobody had contracts. No, no, no Halo team. No nothing. Nobody had contracts. 
Uh, and that was because like everybody was there to to make the house funnier. Everybody was there to make content, and hopefully, a, ri- a get... rising tide raises all ships. Exactly. And you know, we never had any agreements with anybody. I never had any agreements with anybody. No contracts with Scum. No contracts with Big Time. No contracts with anybody. Uh, and then eventually, like I had to do that. But everybody like came together. Like you're a hundred thieves, and I feel it. You know what I mean? Like you you embody that team. Like that team is like your shit. Yeah. When I see. Other people that just get picked up by by different orgs at different times. I'm always like, man, what what is what is the end goal there, and how down is somebody going to be for for that brand? If the brand gets attacked, is this person going to put their own personality in front of it to say, yo, this isn't how it's done? I'm going to use my platform to fucking defend this thing. Yeah, uh, which is something that we always held, you know, dear and near to our hearts with Optic. And little by little, I started to see that we were sort of separating the cultures or Maybe it was, a, it was a time that's long gone now, Yeah. right? Uh, I, I always bring up the fact that I ran Optic for seven years by myself, and everybody always says to me, it's like, oh, it's a different time now. Like, there's no, there's like, there's a lot of money involved now. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys allowed it to get to that point. Like, it was never like a mandatory thing that you had to raise money to go fucking do this, that, and the other. Like, you could have just worked harder, gotten more uh, views on your videos, and sponsorships happen. Yeah. Because that's the way it goes. From the sponsorship perspective... As 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 a as an influencer for you, has that been a has that been a sort of defining vertical of your business that you always have to keep sort of separate from a hundred? Or do you have like I mean obviously not discussing specific details. Yeah. But how do you navigate that? Um, you know, I think that the big thing that I that I've found and has made me really successful in this is that uh, so I work. I, I work with Loaded, who's I'm, I've been with for over two years. Um, they've always treated me very well, and uh, I, I love working with them. They, they they bring me opportunities that I wouldn't have, and 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 I feel like always get me my proper value in the space. I think it's the reason why I was so excited and amped for, you know, my my YouTube opportunity that came up, and and different sponsorships that come up. Uh, we've been working with more and more blue chip brands and these big big name companies. Yeah, I mean Pepsi and Mountain Dew Amp Game Feel. Um, is just one example of them but uh but you know for me i knew how important it was and i don't think i would have known how important it was if i hadn't had my time on optic because you mentioned like those opportunities where things were coming up and it was like oh you can't really do that and then i'm like wait but this one deal is worth more than my whole optic sponsorship aside and then it would free up the other categories for me to do stuff yeah um and so very early on you know i think that 100 thieves does a good job of realizing like listen there's so much value you bring to us and we have so many opportunities together that it would be bad for you as a creator and would make you not want to be part of the brand. Yeah. If we are trying to be pred- predatory in, cause I feel like there's no other way to do that is like when you have people that are signing that don't just know well enough mm-hmm. and aren't given the advice that yeah. let's yeah. say you helped give me to like have proper representation and f- arm yourself with knowledge because there's these companies that have this knowledge that then use that knowledge as like a flex on these kids that have a dream of being on these teams then they sign these really predatorial contracts that then makes them lose millions of dollars across the next few years of their career Mm -hmm. um and we've already seen that Alston exposed in these big time arguments back and forth and lawsuits with other teams without having to name any um but i knew going into 100 thieves that that wasn't something that was going to happen and also 100 thieves was very well understood that they don't want that either. Yeah. You know, they, there isn't a world where 100 Thieves is going to get me the money that I'm getting from 
all of my major sponsors. So let's really focus on what we want to do together, which is what we have and why I'm not out of 100 Thieves after a year and continue to be side with them for, you know, years to come. Yeah, uh, I, I love my time here and I love the working dynamic we have. From a sponsor standpoint, as you mentioned, like I come from a, 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 a blue collar dad who's a, been a plumber his whole life you know my mom now works thankfully full-time for Delmop enterprises but you Love know that. my parents were never bred like like we were never fl floating the money you know i learned as i got older that you know my dad saw me working hard at school and being a good kid and being polite to the neighbors and mowing lawns and trying to make money but then i wanted a great baseball bat when i'm 12 you know he'd buy me the baseball bat but then wouldn't tell me and for two weeks he'd be trying to figure out how he was gonna make up for that lost 200 dollars that Mm -hmm. I had no idea as a kid because he would never show me yeah. just the joy that I had. So now at the age that I'm at, you know, I view it as like my dad's 59. You know, I, I want to if, if if I'm able to use the platform I have now and I'm not I'm not sh shilling out and selling these like like terrible sponsors or terrible uh, or things that I don't believe in. Yeah. You know, there's obviously things that I've I have more love for than others, but. You know, I think I'm working with great brands that I would rep or easily work with. You know, even later, right after this, later today, I'm doing a sponsored stream with Rogue Company, which is like a great up-and-coming game that's led oh, yeah. by Gandhi, yeah, Gandhi good one friend. of our great friends, yeah. and absolutely is a game that I want my audience to play and get into. Yeah. So if you're telling me that I have opportunities to work with these brands, and these deals are on a, even as consistent as weekly to a few times a week basis, yeah. to then be able to retire my dad early, or take care of my family, or utilize the fact that... I have an incredible opportunity here to set my family up for not just my generation, but the next yeah, few. Yeah. Um, I would be naive not to do that yeah. while the iron's hot. You know what's crazy about that is that I think now more than ever, there's going to be this massive shift in the way that organizations operate, where if there's there's a category that's, that that's, hasn't been filled and somebody has an opportunity to get it, like there's gonna, there isn't going to be that selfish uh let, let's try to make that let's try to turn that into a, a a team deal yeah you know what i mean it's not like the old school days where every fucking penny count and now there's so many people coming to the space trying to trying to you know sort of work their way into the eyeballs of other people that it would be almost a a disservice to oneself and to the org to miss out on a talent like you who's going to promote the brand and in turn help get those massive sponsorships if we haven't sold pc and you have an opportunity to have pc why would anybody get in the way of that and then it, yeah. it, it generates a sort of barrier and, and and conflict between the the player and the org it's it's so weird i'm, I'm it, it i mean I, like one of my favorite partnerships we have and i think is a brilliant example of like the vision being successful is we have the courage and eight shot show which is obviously near and dear to our heart has been Phenomenal. I mean, you were on self made. I don't think you've been on the Courage and Eight Shot show. No, yet, never been invited. We definitely need to have you on. So um, I think we blame uh, Jackson, Alex, Hundred Thieves production in general. I'm going to blame John Robinson. Oh, the Ron I don't think Robinson. he has anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's think he's ever helped no. secure. That's not his uh, yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. company. But blaming John Robinson. But uh, but what I love about that partnership is I'm excited for it. Obviously, I rep, and I'm excited for Hundred Thieves. 100 Thieves has a huge major deal with someone like Cash App, mm -hmm. Cash App Compound. But then the, the, an opportunity comes up for them to sponsor our show. And guess what? Now I'm working with a great brand like Cash App. 100 Thieves obviously gets great support from Cash App. And now we're at a point where um, I now have an extra income through there that I also put as like, hey, I have my 100 Thieves salary, but then I also have my bonus Cash App from Cash App for that. Yeah. And uh, any other sponsors we bring on, which 
I'm already excited about the Courage and Eight Shot show. It continues to be successful. We continue to bring on great, awesome guests. But there's also that extra, hey, look, you now have this much of an extra income mm-hmm. through that with what you're doing with 100 Thieves. And there's and it's not like I'm getting, oh, hey, Jack, here's an extra this. It's, it's, it's a handsome value that is like, wow, I want to bust my ass to continue to work hard for this so we can get even bigger deals and bigger sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. So, uh, th- and, and that's the thing is like, we, I think you and I are blessed with, uh, and, and through our experience with very business-centric minds, there are many people in this industry, especially the up-and-coming players and people that just aren't and don't have the experience. It is invaluable to me, the fact that I was an unpaid intern, then a minimum wage intern, and then grew up in tr- climbing the ranks at a Fortune 500 company, a top 100 company in Activision Blizzard, know what a corporate environment is like, and uh, now have the ability to... F- understand these business decisions but there's a lot of people that out there that aren't and you can like basically see how they you can like point them out when you look at like the, the space yeah so um but yeah to back to your point like i almost think that the way that these deals will all be structured now is like we want to bring in a big creator hey he we we work with these companies and plan to or this is what we want we want to have you sign we are going to sign you with none of those in but then we'd also love to be able to offer you the opportunity. If we're going to work with Razor, for example, my, one of my proud sponsors, um, just re-signed with them for another year. So excited. Uh, if Razor wants to sponsor NRG, then, hey, you want to sponsor us, There, you, 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 we could also work to negotiate to add in this creator that's in our roster. But if they want to go out and be sold for other things, they can do that on their own. But, hey, we, 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 we're going to bring you this. This deal seems good. Now now you're like, hey, this deal's good to me. This deal's good to you. Great. Boom. That's like how it's going to go. But it's not going to be like, hey, you're now blanketed under all of our stuff and yeah. get way too low or don't get – now you're doing deliverables for free. I think that those times are done from here on out. Yeah, I agree. So even, even back in the day when we didn't have any salaries – like I always dished out money from every single one of our sponsors, uh, whether w- whether it's Loot Crate or this or whatever. Back in the day, like Nate got his his cut, then I would tear everything down. It's like Nate is this, so that that means that Seth is worth this, and blah blah. blah tear it all the way down, and they live for free at a fucking house for fucking sake. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Let me, as Jack, were we talking about this yesterday? We've been drinking a lot, and did I think uh, I think it was you that I talked about about. You know, you sort of not struggle necessarily, but know what it's like to have a normal life. And then having the success that you've had where you gradually, you know, get wealthier and wealthier every single day, you sort of enjoy it that much more. And it doesn't change you, right? Like where somebody just wins a lot of like overnight, like it it runs the risk of, of, uh, of, of changing somebody. And it doesn't take that much to change. Like now, you know, living where I live, like it does, it does change you a little bit, but... I never forget what it was like to work, you know, the the, the nine to five. Yeah. On that business topic, ha- has has Jack the businessman uh, started to look outside of gaming at different opportunities? Do you have a a manager? How does how does that work for you? Uh, yeah, I think I mean, the goal is always to. I think that again, back to loaded, they 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 have they are so big and so good at what they do that I feel like the start of my opportunity still goes with yeah. them. Um, I also. You know, I, I want to begin to branch out more. Opportunities have come up that I've turned down. Um, just like any business thing, you know, some... Th- th- there's moments where you have to realize, like, if I'm going to do so much for this company, for this percent in it, this stake, unless I really believe in it, 
do I want to put that much time into it where it might not pay off, you know? And uh, right now with how much is going on with where I'm at in my life, it's like I really want to make sure I'm into a product. Yeah. I find way more interest in like, hey, here's an idea we have. I want to get into it with a few of my friends that I know are, go- are good at pushing this stuff and pushing a brand forward. Yeah. Um, and let's build something great. Like that's what I see in the next couple of years is like me. Let's just we have no idea what it is, but yeah. me, you, Matt, ex, this person, this person, we have a great idea, and we leverage our smarts in this industry, the people we have around us, our ability to handle ourselves in business to launch something that we are all passionate, and excited about. What yeah. that is yet, I don't know, but I am almost certain for a fact that uh uh. uh that that's something that will happen in my life in the next couple of years. Yeah. And I know we've spoken about it, but like, I think I'm very confident to say that I, I'd hope that you'd want to go into a business with me. And I know for a fact that I'd want to go into business with you that I know it'll come up because I think that we're both that, you know, that we, we would attract the right people to help build this thing. Uh, Undoubtedly. So undoubtedly. So, Uh, so for example, me, I'm a fisherman. I like to paint graffiti and I like to play video games. Those, those are my my passions. What's aside from video games? What what are, what makes Jack Jack? Um, Jack Jack. So obviously, as you mentioned, yeah, you like to play video games. Um, I love eating. Yeah, like I think that one place I would get into is like a food, like slash, a food cooking show. Yeah, reviews. or like a beverage thing, something like that. Like, yeah, get into that type of industry because like it's something that I'm passionate about, you know. And and once you get someone on the line, like once you get a business where someone loves your drink or loves your food, mm-hmm. your snack. They then are a customer for years, yeah, because they're gonna want that snack, Absolutely. want that food, and they're gonna consistently always be purchasing it. Um, which you know, from a financial side, that's great, but also just like I would love to have my own snack or yeah. my own drink that I'm yeah. like really excited to always drink and eat and is yeah, um, is good, um, which would be awesome. Like, imagine if you told 15 year old me that was having lands in my parents' basement on Thanksgiving for two nights in a row that I would have like my own snack that like would be the snack to have it like a, yeah. a land or that'd be so cool. Um, like a, like a, like a jerky, like chips. Oh, I fucking love jerky. I don't even know. I haven't put any thought into it. Yeah. I haven't put it, but, but yeah, that's like what I think of. Um, other things I'm interested in, like, you know, I just, I just love, I, I when you mentioned like money, like the, the overnight money changing someone, I think less of what's changed me is the money, but more of just like getting older. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone out of like my early 20s, which is when I started this, where you feel like you're that invincible side. Whereas now, and yeah, I'm only 26, sure. But I do feel I the, the mindset that you have when you're in your late high school into college of invincibility or immortality, like nothing will phase me. Let's go out. That's kind of faded, faded away mm-hmm. a bit for me. And uh, as you, you feel more like, wow, you know. Uh, drinking is even at 26 hangovers feel that much worse than when you're 21 or um i I have pains a little bit more pains than i had when i was in my peak at 22 23 and it's minuscule but it's enough to notice yeah especially as someone that i'm like really in tune with my body with my body due to like my anxiety so like if something's a little bit off i think it's the end of the world so i can tell when my body's a little bit off um but yeah i don't know i i think that i think that uh you know, it's funny how you mentioned like the overnight change thing. Like I definitely like living a more elevated lifestyle. I love that I'm able to, if I'm fly home three times a year, it's not a question on if I'm booking myself coach or first class. Like yeah. I work hard to make these sacrifices. I'm going to book myself first for that six hour flight to go see my yeah. family, you know? So I do really love those sides of things. Um, I just feel like as a person, I kind of know what I like. And 
like for example i went like on a terrible hike yesterday with maddie yeah nearly died on it and like she's like that was so exhilarating for me and i love that and i'm like hey listen you're dating an indoor kid yeah i like the inside yeah i like being safe (laughs) yeah my dream day is like the pool yeah doing this getting good food hanging out i'll go on hikes I do enjoy hiking, yeah, but I don't Not enjoy. I don't enjoy where I'm. <laughs> like, I look over the edge and I'm like, like it was like, yeah, I so, was on this edge and this was the other side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm pause dead. you right there because they don't know what we're talking about. So I, when I asked them uh, what he liked to do as a pastime, I was gonna say, so do you, do you still like rock climbing? Because yes, two days ago or yesterday, 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 yesterday he went on a hike with his girlfriend and uh, some of her work friends. Yeah, she's she's climbing Mount Whitney, which is like the tallest. North American. North American peak that you can in a couple of weeks. So they've yeah. been doing practice. And I thought as a good boyfriend, you know, she asked me to go, I'd go. And I already knew it was going to be a tough hike at seven and a half miles. I've never hiked more than like four or five mm-hmm. in my life. So even just a normal hike, a normal medium hike would be a lot for me. But the first two miles of this hike was apparently considered a rocky scramble, which no, they didn't do this hike before. They didn't know the extent of what it was. A rocky scramble. Yeah, it sounds like something you'd get at a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Um, maybe get some cheese on it. That sounds Ooh. great to me right now. Bell um, peppers. Yeah, a little cappuccino Onion. on the side. Mm, salt and pepper and ketchup, baby. And uh, and so we start this this hike, and the first two miles is considered hard and a rocky scramble. And man, Hector, I I I I nearly lost it up there. I mean, it was it was terrible. I am. Were not... you with them? Or did they leave you behind? No, no, like, I was with them. Okay. I'm in Ultra Boosts. Yeah. They have the hiking sticks, hiking yeah. gear, yeah. experience. I've done maybe five hikes in my life. I've never broken a bone in my life. Uh, baseball <laughs> is my favorite sport. Yeah. I didn't play football because I was afraid of the thunder and lightning when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> because there was thunder and lightning in a football practice. I've had anxiety when I was younger. It's hurt me more, a little bit more now as a, at this point, I think due to COVID. I was at the top of this at the top of one of these things halfway through the rocky scramble a mile in to elevation and up and down and like sliding down a rock like this like trying to be like whoa 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 got it yeah and like you're being on an edge where like I'm kind of like this uh, like holding like this and I like look over the other side and there's just a fucking fall yeah how how and not how like tall? not like it's like but it's like it's enough of an incline where you can't if you start rolling, you're not stopping unless you hit a fucking tree. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I got way too much going for me to be doing this shit yeah. right now. <laughs> you thought that's the first thing like, you thought about? <laughs> oh my God damn. Oh man. And and that that's part of being in relationships with people. And I love the differences that Maddie and I have. I love that I can bring her into new experiences yeah. and she can bring me into new. Yeah. But yesterday was a perfect example of, and we obviously talked about it as any as any couple should is like that was not setting me up for success. Yeah. And she didn't know how tough the hike would be. Yeah. But I did that hike at 5:15 yesterday. By 8:30, I was like miserable for the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see a single person, talk to a single individual. I didn't come downstairs you, once we as didn't you know. See you. Yeah. I just sat there and played World of Warcraft and numb myself by eating food and needed like a a a, a reset moment because I was fucking shook. Shook. I wasn't. I wasn't here when you. Uh, I was downstairs when you got here. Yeah. But when I went upstairs, both uh, Shibby and and Matt were like, "Yo, he was like shook, shook." 
Because I went up there and you were just like normal. I'm like, you good, Jackie boy? You almost die? I'm like, did you die? Just like joking around. But I didn't know that you were like legit going through it because it was like that, that was traumatic like, of an experience. Like like for Maddie, she can't even believe that that was like considered the scariest thing I've done in my life. Because mm-hmm. she's had just more crazy life experiences and opportunities she had through her old job and um, some of the stuff that she's, that she's done on travel. Like for me, I'm just – it's just not something that interests me. I, I'm not a – I'm not someone who's a physical risk taker. Right. Like I just very much value my body's health Mm -hmm. and not having a broken bone. I've never been into skiing, never been to snowboarding. I'm not someone who needs to off road bike. I'm not someone who needs to hike and rock climb and do these crazy things. It's just never interested me. Never will interest me. Yeah. And yesterday was like I was at a moment where I was like, I can't even be saved by a helicopter right now. Like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. I was like, if there was an escalator that brought my ass down this mountain, it just like turned to the right and it's an escalator, it would still be too much. Yeah. So at what so, point did you decide? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And, um, what, and what happened? Do you tell Maddie's like, Maddie, I love you. I'll see you later. I'm fucking. So we were, we finished like the two miles of Rocky Trek. My adrenaline was going for the full hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, you know, two miles, an hour, and 20 minutes. Well, that's because it was 2000 elevation gain during this. 2,000 foot elevation gain because you're going so steep. So in two miles, you do 2,000 feet in elevation. Yeah. It's under two miles. It's like 1.77. And we finish this and finally we get to the rocky part and it becomes to become more of like a normal hike where you're walking, you know, stepping over some things. Okay, maybe a little bit of rocks here. I'm passing missing person signs, like three or four of them, $50,000 reward, $10,000 reward. I'm like, where the fuck am I right now? Yeah. Like, look at me. Look at who I am. Yeah. And I'm getting this, and now my adrenaline's gone. So you know that feeling of post-adrenaline where your body is just like in like, you know uh, when your shields are out in Halo? And it's like, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. It's like, mm-hmm. my body was in like the ding, 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 and needed the, yeah. which was all day yesterday yeah. mode. Um, and I'm now walking, and like my fucking legs feel like jelly because I was just like, yeah, like, holy shit, like on the edge of this thing. My hands are covered in dirt because I was like, this on the edges of, of 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 climbing and we're walking and we're doing this hike and now we get like another mile in and we like turn this corner as we're going back up towards a peak and i like turn and look and there's like an overlook and i like see a woman up there taking a photo and like i'm still in mode of like fight or flight get me the fuck out of here and i'm like hey <laughs> hey i'm like is there a road or anything up ahead? Like, how'd you get here? She's like, where did you come from? Because the way that she came to get to that outlook was like the normal path that yes. hikers take on like yeah. an easy hiking route. Yeah. We came from a fucking mountain. I climbed a fucking mountain. And I'm like, don't go that way. Please, for the sake of yourself. But is there anything up ahead? She's like, there's a parking lot in like a mile and a half. And just like us at the golf course, I was like this, Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to fucking call for an Uber as easy as possible. And oh, for the next like mile, I was just walking, trying to get Ubers. Finally, I got one to connect and I just left halfway through the hike. The rest of the hike was way easier because it was yeah. just that first two, two miles was bad. But it was a learning experience thing for the both of us. Um, there will be activities that Maddie will love doing with her friend Sam or friends that enjoy that to that extent. Yeah. That will never be me. Yeah. But traveling and vacationing and doing those things where there's a good middle ground will always be our success. Maddie loves the idea of like 90 degrees in like a tent in the middle of like the Philippines, like sweating. Not me. And I'm like, babe, you can tent 
as long as I got a five star hotel with air conditioning down the yeah, down the road that I can shower in. Yeah, like that will in. always be me. That is pre money Jack and post money Jack. Yeah. Like, I I, I was. I was young and I was mowing lawns and I would come inside and be disgusted with how I felt and like my hands felt dirty and I understand that hard work and, and that effort and it's not a demeaning thing. It's not like a uh, getting your hands dirty is this level. My dad was always like, Jack, you need to make sure you have a good a good office job or a good paying this job right mm-hmm. when you're older because I that was just not how I'm wired. Like mo- like cleaning the leaves and like the idea of like being dirty, I've just never been that. I, I shower every day when I wake up. Shower every night before bed because I can't go to bed with the, any dirty feeling of the day. Yeah, it's just how I am. Yeah, I wa- I wa- I don't shower. Uh, sometimes if it's too hot, obviously in Texas it is. I do shower before I go to bed, but more often than not, I'm just like washing my hands, my arms, and then my face and my hair, oh, like the back of my neck, and then I'm just I'm like at least a little bit fresh enough for me to do that. Yeah, if it's a heavy day of like doing whatever, like just going outside and you just immediately start sweating yeah, the then obviously I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna i'm gonna take a shower but um pardon the interruption hello my name is Hector rodriguez you've been watching my podcast with my brother courage for the past half an hour but it's now time to tell you about the sponsor today's sponsor is none other than expressvpn shout out to them uh coming back for like the umpteenth week so certainly appreciate their support uh and obviously as a user of that I'm going to tell you the story about Mixwell. I always do. I'm just going to remind you just to refresh it, just to bring it up to your memory bank. Just like it's like bumping up an email to the top of your inbox so you understand and remember what it is that I was trying to tell you. Okay, when you use the bathroom, you always close the door, right? Right? You don't just uh, want random passersby looking in on you. So why would you let the people looking in on you when you go online? Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Okay, you don't want that. You want some privacy. You want to be able to search and surf and do whatever it is that you do without somebody looking over. Do you have a, a, a security screen on your phone? Then why not do it this? Because they do look at it from behind the scenes, right? What's worse is that they can see and then sell this information to ad companies, all your information, and tech giants who will then use your data to target you. Okay, ExpressVPN puts a stop to all of it. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone anymore. When Mixwell landed in the United States, guess what happened? They hacked his Twitter account, had him be, because he used the public Wi-Fi in the airport. I've I've been guilty of that. When I go to uh, London, guess what? I, I log in, public Wi-Fi, use a fake email address, it doesn't matter. Your stuff is still in there, and they can still fish out all the information that they need. And guess what? Your stuff is gone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Uh, I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. That's true. Uh, it works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. We use it here at the Hex Quarters because sometimes the players compete out of here. And the last thing I want is for somebody to try to boot them offline. Mm-mm, it ain't going to happen. Not not with the amount of money that's on the line this year. Uh-uh. Hell no. So the best part of all this is that using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the application, click one button, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the number one uh, world's best-rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. Those are reputable sources right there, if I do say so myself. Uh, So if you're like me and believe that your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash H3CZ. That's me. That's Hex. Today, use my exclusive link, EXPRSN svpn.com slash h3cc and you can get an extra three months for free that's expressvpn.com forward slash hex 
I'm going to tell you one more time, just in case you didn't hear me the first time. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash H3Z to get an extra three months for free. Back to my brother, Courage, and we'll continue to talk about the business of esports and gaming entertainment. Speaking of Texas, you moved from Jersey to, or New York to Texas. Yeah. Texas to here. Do you love it here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, at this point, I've taken the bite of the bullet on the first first year of California taxes. It's mm-hmm. horrible. It's outrageous. Taxes are theft. Um, I was sending you pictures. For every $1 I spend, the government takes over 50%. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind taxes if I could choose where they go to help beautify, you know, build schools. If I saw my money actually go to work and get back like, hey, Jack, you, sp- you sent this many millions of dollars to this school. And because of that, we're able to build them a new this wing mm-hmm. or get them this to help better their schools. But instead, it goes to nothing, it feels like. Yeah. Um, that's roads, my issue with taxes. It goes to roads that have uh, no need to be uh reconstructed or re or fixed yeah so in in illinois like this is a major major problem right it's called the windy city because of the windy politicians yeah not necessarily because it's a windy city which it is but like throughout the decades of illinois being as shitty of a of a state as it is with the with the income tax as it is like you catch these scams where this politician gave this guy um a, a bid to build a road and then this guy from this company is like instead of putting three inches of cement i'm only going to put two inches of cement making me 50 million dollars in the process of doing this shit happen and this happens over and over and over again yeah I, i've never really thought about that i never thought about like you getting a report as a citizen that says hey you contributed to this or you pick like where you want your your shit to be allocated because i know that not a lot of people would want to allocate x amount to uh I don't know. Like, why not fucking hire people to clean up the trash? Why not hire uh, community people that are going to help uh, old people cross the street or take them to the, you know, certain places? The homelessness, right? Yeah. Like, that's a massive, massive problem that I don't know how you solve it. I don't, I'm, I'm not educated enough, but I, I do know that a little bit of help goes a long way. These soup kitchens that they have, if they put these same people to pick up trash, right? you know, find them jobs, essentially. Then I would be more willing to 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 not care as much about the, the 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 taxes as I do now. When you texted me and told me how much it was that you paid, I started sending you just fucking houses. I'm like, you could have bought this house, you could have bought this house, you could have bought this Don't house. Don't mind me. And you could have bought you could, you could have bought three of these houses. Just you know. and granted, I would be paying a lot of taxes no matter where I am. Just like just from the federal tax and, mm-hmm. and the, the bonus three point five for sole proprietor proprietor LLC and stuff like that. But the, t- the California, the 13 or 15 percent now that it is, is, is outrageous. Mm-hmm. But again, I live out here. I don't pay rent. I, I think that there are a lot of career opportunities more Amen. pre-COVID yeah. 100%. that I wouldn't have had. Yeah. Or, or opportunities that are a quick movie opportunities, entertainment opportunities. Like I met Margot Robbie through an entertainment thing that was like, hey, tomorrow, this much money. Can you go do this? I was like, yeah, let's go. Boom. I'm there. Um the fact that I can go to these gaming events and then go home at night and then be ready to go and do my job the next day. You know, those add up when those, when that, when those were mm-hmm. happening. So there's a lot of value I put into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, from, from the Texas side to here, if I was in Texas and was starting a family, would have made a ton of sense. But at that point, as a 23 year old growing into the success, wanted to further my career more and still had, I think so much opportunity for growth ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like personally I wasn't in the best spot to do that, and uh, 
if I could make my decision again to move from Texas to come to LA, knowing how much money, I, I mean, I lost moving from Texas to LA for even eight months of that year, nine months of that year. I mean, lost me can't like without going into too much detail, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like because of the California taxes, mm-hmm. like enough to make me want to throw up again. Yeah. Um, but it's been a blessing. There's been opportunities I wouldn't have had. Um, and, and I what, would do it all over again. What sort of opportunities do you, obviously like focusing on your career and, and being able to say, okay, this is what I want to do for myself. Yeah. How, how do you suggest people go about that? Because a lot of people sit in their jobs and say, okay, I have to stay here because this is what I have to do. And they like, I really wish that I could work in basketball. I really wish I could work in soccer. I really wish I could work in the streaming and, and esports world. How do you, how do you tell yourself, this is what I want to do. I'm going to hurt a couple of people's feelings for maybe a week or two weeks or whatever. Like when you broke my heart when you left. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. No, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you tell yourself, I'm going to choose me today and everything is going to be okay. Because a lot of people don't. They always choose their job because of fear of not being able to make bills. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the tough thing is... Um... I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, wow, my you know my move from Texas to L.A. was a uh, a big like financial thing. Oh my god, am I going to pay my bills or whatever? Like I need to do this to pay my bills. That's so I didn't have to worry about that. But all my other moves from Baltimore to when I was at college and left mid senior year, from Baltimore to Burbank to do my first job at the SL where mm-hmm. I was paid under fifty grand a year to be a commentator, from Burbank to New York to go back to MLG where again New York like I was making more money but with how much I was paying to just live in New York it was really minuscule to New York to Texas you know a year and a half later to make that move to Optic to take that leap like yeah there was all financial things of that it was like Optic I'm not coming down there unless my rent's paid and I get this much help with this and this is my salary for this like every deal of that what what was with that mm-hmm. when I moved to LA I didn't have a deal with 100 Thieves I didn't you know, know I was going to live in the 100 Thieves house and have it paid. It was like, oh, you come here for a bit and then we'll figure, and then you could figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I need to go there for me. And uh, I still view it as, yeah, a, a bit of a sacrifice, but my other moves were real sacrifices leaving my family, leaving my friends, leaving what was starting there. Was this job going to work out? Was it not? There were stresses with it. But this one was more like, you know, I'm 23 or 24. I've done all these career things, but I've never. I, I knew I wasn't going to date when I was in Burbank. I knew I wasn't going to date when I was in New York City. I knew I wasn't going to date when I was in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I was like, man, you've been so career focused that you're breezing through your 20s. You mm-hmm. need to go to a place where you know you'll spend yeah. your future yeah. and want to actually begin to apply yourself. I've never been on any of the dating apps, you know, anything like that. Um, but you need to put yourself in a scenario where you're open to doing that. And uh, that was when I got to California. And then obviously now I've met like, the woman I love so much in Maddie. Yeah. And it's so great. cool too. So, uh, so I, I, you know, I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars moving to LA, but how much do you put into my social life? Who, the fact that the experience I've had with going out with friends, this friend group we have out here, mm-hmm. with the Oak boys and Cole cook and, and Crowder and my, but my best friend Vega now lives out here. All these things that wouldn't have happened if I didn't move here. And then having a girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're pretty even. Well, that's actually like a very interesting point because I'm always like work, 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 work. But you, in the same question that I asked you, you pretty said, pretty much said I needed to focus on my life as well as my work. 
right? You didn't just come out here to continue to work. You, you, you in the back of your head, it's like my twenties are breezing by. I mean, I mean, you, you, you mentioned how you, you know, you're saying of like you don't need to. What, what's your growing old saying where you're like you don't need to grow old? Just like you don't every everybody everybody gets old, but not everyone grows needs, up or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. But I still have that thought of I put a lot of things in my mind, which I think has helped, which has opened a lot of people's my viewers' minds and stuff to think about that. And maybe it's a point of what you mentioned of like making those sacrifices to want to get into basketball or this is like I cannot be 50 years old and look back with regret that I didn't take those leaps. I would be pissed at myself. If I was 50 and didn't and decided to stay for my last semester of college because I wanted to have a good time versus taking my first CWL casting job. I, I would have looked back with regret if I stayed at ESL because it would have been easier to be at Burbank instead of confront some of the issues that I was having with MLG in the past that are obviously fixed mm -hmm. and take my job back at MLG and move back to New York City just eight months later. You know, obviously the regret I would have had if I didn't go to Optic and launch my streaming career and take that leap of faith in myself to build an, an audience and a community. And same with me moving out here is like, I would be so filled with regret if I didn't move to Los Angeles and live up what I would have wanted for my 20s or now with my dream car coming next week. If I didn't, if I was in a mind of I always need, I have money invested. I have money saved. I have my family being helped, taken care of. I bought new bathrooms for my parents. We're, we're, we're putting a pool in my house now. Like we, we are doing things to add value to our home, but then also to raise my family's um, quality of life at my house that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. That. I can then sit here and look at what I've built and done this, and it would be naive of me to not then enjoy the fruits of my labor by getting um, – a car is a terrible investment, but you better fucking believe if I was 50 and I was like, man, I wanted that – I used to have Lamborghinis as my background on my computer when I was 12, 13, that now that I've worked to this point, I'm in my 20s, I'm where I want to be, I've, I can do this and be very you know, financially free to buy my dream car. Why am I on this earth? It's, yeah. it's Drake's song, Money in the Grave. Like, I'm going to die one day. Am I really going to die with millions of dollars and being like, I'm glad I saved my whole youth of my life by not having a night out at the club or gambling that money at a casino. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing it within moderation. Yeah, of course. I'm not bankrupting myself by yeah. buying this car. I'm not going to the casino and losing so much money that I'm like, hey, we can't go on that trip anymore. Like, no, I have limits. I have things. It's all calculated. But... What is life if you're not enjoying those moments? And I know you know that too. It's why you've got your fishing boat and the, the the things that you do and the decisions you make for you and your family. But like that is so key is like, I what the hell am I doing it all for if I'm not going to enjoy it? So how do we shake Seth up and, and, and help him fucking enjoy We've the fruits of We've been trying forever. <laughs> like, you know what's funny is I remember thinking, and and I've talked to Seth about, talked to Seth about this before, but I remember thinking when I was – back as a commentator and first trying to get my audience going, it's like, man, I would pay, I would love to just switch to be Seth for a year mm -hmm. because Seth has done a great job with many things in his business. And I know that there's pressures for him as call of duty, but we've talked about this before. And I will say very candidly, Seth has lost out on millions of dollars. Just plain and simple millions mm -hmm. of us dollars that I don't know if he'll ever regret. He still has very good financial success yeah, yeah. that he's more than fine. But me as the business person I am, even if Seth just reinvested and had someone hired to his team mm -hmm. that could push those things forward, it, it's, it's so insane that, you know, he's great. He's got his house. He's got everything. He, he is further ahead than me in that. 
But at the same time, I you know, and every person is different. Yeah. Seth Seth could have I think more fun with what he's got. Yeah, you know what's crazy about him is that, and and something I'll, I'll always respect, and I'm glad that that Mama Scump is always there guiding him in, in, in a situation like this. But I, I I do appreciate the fact that he's so frugal and he's always thinking about his next move. Like we talked about in, in recently in the podcast, where he's like, you know me, man, I, I like I take care of my money because I never ever want to need for anything or want for anything. I don't buy sp- expensive shoes. Look at the way I dress. Like he's yeah. like gym shorts and what is like I don't care. He's like, I'm I'm a Call of Duty player first, and then I'm a content creator. And in, in last week's podcast, Matt and I were discussing how some people, um, and we won't get into it because we talked about it last week. But some people don't consider him a top, you know, uh, Call of Duty player anymore, right? Like they don't they they leave him out of the top tens, yeah. You know, and I'm like I'm like, man, if Seth only focused on competing in Call of Duty, yeah, right. Let's say he didn't want to secure his future even more by streaming and cutting these fucking deals on the side. Uh, if he just focused on that, if he said, by streaming, by YouTube videos, I'm just a Call of Duty player, like a lot of these Call of Duty players do. Can you imagine how much better he'd be? Like, First off, people are ignorant for not putting him still in the top 10, but Seth is the greatest Call of Duty player <clears throat> of all time from a casual standpoint or a competitive standpoint in regards to what he's been able to accomplish across all these years, in my opinion. Like he is, he is the life and blood of that esport, and uh, his value can never be, you know, um, understated. Taken for granted, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and the same goes the other way, right? The same goes the other way. If he imagine if he just said, "All right, thank you, love esports, Call of Duty. I'll always support it. I'll come back on the desk every so often, blah blah." But I need to concentrate on my opportunity as a content creator. Seth would have 10 million subs on YouTube right now if he rolled the, <laughs> the Fortnite wave. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was doing some videos and they were getting enough traction. Yeah, but Seth would have been, and he's got the personality too. He's got the personality, obviously the skill, but he would be the face of controller alongside Nick Merckx during that whole Fortnite wave, 100. percent Yeah, 100. percent yeah. I mean, maybe 10 mils an exaggeration because there's very few people with 10 mil subs. I mean, hell, Muzelk is still just Fortnite and is still is about to 10 mil which is an incredible achievement uh, of course but seth i mean seth would have been doing 50 million views a month on youtube yeah during the Fortnite wave with the fact of his pub stomping i mean it's so insane it's it it would have been so insane it's an it's an anomaly that i discussed with matt and him how both of them have been able to remain as relevant as they have Throughout a decade's worth of ups and fucking downs, oh, it's from shitty, shitty Call of Duties to uh, hiatuses left and right from from creating content, but the fact that they're still, I mean, Seth, like you said, lifeline of an entire esport, right? In, in in some cases, and if Matt was still involved, he'd be right there too. You know, exactly. even now, like yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's insane how those two have sort of been touched by the YouTube content creator gaming gods. They say you guys will continue to be that. What do you do? Do you notice anything that they do differently than anybody else that they're not doing, or what? What uh, is it about those two? You once brought something. You once said something to me that really resonated, which was like, you know, you get a, these younger audience and they'll grow up watching you. Um, I think that what makes them such a long, like a long time fan base is that those people grew up with them and are still resonating with them. Those kids that were the kids that dreamed of winning these. Th- tournaments or being cod kids or loved cod at 14 15 just like them are also the same kids that are now getting into their career or having their first or having girlfriends like seth and matt have and are seeing the you know them begin to get into their more adult life 
and it's still resonating with them. But they still all love video games. Yeah. They might not be able to put as much time into it. Um, but they still love video games and still love what they what they're about and still want to rep them. So I feel like there's that super personal core connection. And uh and that 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 will that will never be lost, right? What we we joke about it, but like Matt comes back to Twitch streaming and really gives it his all as a twenty one thousand subs. Yeah. And then obviously other things call him. He's got a business in Hundred Thieves. He's got other passions in life. He's got other things he's got to do. Um, that he's not able to put as much time as these other people, but he's still got it. You know, Seth when he dove back into streaming and gave it his all, twenty seven thousand subs more than I ever achieved in my peak of Fortnite. It's stuff that I really envy and uh, look at as like that's goals right there, right? Mm -hmm. When people are like, damn, that's that's where I want to be. Is uh, you know, my my big thing now moving forward is it's time to make more i need to make more investments into my own brand mm -hmm. of hiring another person of um re re relaunching how i do merchandise and apparel that's a big thing that's coming up for me now i said my mid-year review with my management and everything and um it's time to grow that more to scale for where we're at i'm yeah. still you know me my editor my mom and sessa who makes my thumbnails like for how much and how much income that there is and stuff um, you know, if I spend another X amount, like over 60, 70 grand a year to hire another person to bring back into the Dunlop Enterprises mm -hmm. and to, to help with me with the Courage brand, that pays dividends in sponsor deals, yeah, views, yeah. Um, um, licensing, you know, what's, what's, what's Courage in stores? Is there a fashion opportunity? Is there, um, what is my, what is my look at apparel? It's been the most laughably bad part of my business. Mm -hmm. So now it's time to, figure out who I'm going to work with, partner with. Yeah. What can they do for me? What's their vision for me? How are they going to help me? How am I going to work with them and blow it out of the water? One of the issues that I have with esports and apparel is that because of the face wave, because of the 100 Thieves wave, everybody is like, okay, what does my streetwear brand looks like? You know what I mean? When it isn't about that. You know, it's more about what you want to wear, what you would personally rock as a as a dude yeah. or as a, as a woman that really makes it like worth it whether or not you sort of chase down that path a lot of people like if you think if you look at uh dog sensor martin right yep. super fit dude like for him to launch on a, a streetwear apparel brand like may not necessarily fit but if he launches a fitness uh, uh apparel line like then then that obviously like lends itself to be a little bit like way crazier when it comes to to like his opportunity so like this was like one of the things it's super it's just super like it love it just, yeah and then if you scroll to the left like think of the summer collection that's, it's like your, light. that's your dick oh okay um oh, but this light yeah. stuff like that yeah and then if you like zoom out on it and scroll down you'll see like the other the takeover 3.0 shirt that i wanted to do just like clean on the front the big line design on the back and yeah. it's just like those types of things where it was like i really like those designs but now getting them pushed out to the public this is insane um, this isn't shown yet uh i've shown it a little bit on stream but it's been like this was done three months ago mm -hmm. but and ha has your has your thing changed like has your like you like that now still like i still i still really like it um and i want to do like a, a pair of shorts or something with it yeah but the issue is is that um the, the company that i was working with without dragging them too much and a lot of them is my fault mm -hmm. because i haven't applied myself enough but at the same time when i work with a partner on something like this you know they make money off of my yeah of course merchandise and apparel sales so when you look at someone like courage who's done you know over a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of sales and merchandise in my past um in a day 
No. <laughs> um, you know, I look at it like, hey, because I've barely done any merchandise. I've barely, I barely, I've maybe had three and a half drops in my entire three year career of mm. apparel. It's never been a breadwinner for me. I've never put enough of the 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 attention it deserves, um, and that's going to change. Um, but I would think that a partner in this would be like, hey, you haven't, we haven't dropped anything in eight months. Yeah. What, 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 you know, Chase can we help? Down. Can yeah. we help? What can we do? We got designers. We can design you stuff. You know, what is it that we can do to help you move it forward? Never yeah. heard that. I've only heard, I only heard like, I sent those designs. You saw those. They don't look like too much to do, yeah. to lift. Like, I'm not 87 colors. Yeah. It's like two primary colors, yeah. maybe. Not, it's not cotton, not so even. like Teddy Fresh either. So it's they, just like, like one they, material print. I'm getting told like, there's too much going on. It's this, it's too, it, only negatives. Never any, we're going to make this work. You got to be with somebody like like my company. You know oh, what I'm saying? Is it? We we tell you this oh, is shit. what we're dropping quarter get, one, we get quarter 80%, two. We get 80%. Am I getting 80%? Quarter three and quarter four. Yeah. But in between this, you should do this T-shirt of the month mm. uh, uh, opportunity here. Specific drop for a specific You know what we thing. can do, Hector? <laughs> my, my management is available and ready yeah. to speak. And <laughs> sure. I'm very yeah, interested in speaking. So yeah. uh, Anyway, so it's it's been it's been good. So on the apparel thing... I uh I've done the same thing, right? Hexquarters 1.0 dropped almost like over a year ago. Yeah. And if Judith wouldn't have been like, "Hey, when are you dropping something new?" I would have I wouldn't have chased it down. But I do know that there's like I know that when a certain development that's happening in Frisco launches, that I have a store there. Yeah. It's going to be a consignment store, shoe apparel. Like I've always been into fashion from the times Mecca, Fubu, PNB, Shabazz Brothers. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Triple Five Soul, goddamn, you know, I, like all that shit. I've always been about that life. You yeah. know what I mean? But because of life, shit changes and you sort of like lose these these passion projects that, that you want. Of course. But now that I'm busier than ever, now that I have like energy, shock, huntsman, and I'm working with Andy and this, this, that, and the other, like it makes it super difficult to also be like, all right, uh, and it's not like I say, Matt, go do this also. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I get you on the apparel stuff. You've seen my, my new apparel shit that I'm, I'm going to drop soon? That gangster ass shit? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that shit looks good. I'm not gonna lie. I screenshot of the one and was like, I really like, I really like these. Like the yeah. the, the the way it was laid out. Yeah. Um, well, the thing about that is like, what was I wearing in 1997? So I was a 17 year old going a senior in college. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna put that shit out. I want to wear something like that, but with my name on it. And it's not necessarily my name on it, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think people overcomplicate their their shit, and if it's not something that you don't look at it and you like I, I don't see myself wearing it yeah you're never ever gonna have as 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 much as a success as when you like truly say i've worn this before but now it's like my own brand uh, applied to it yeah i think what i struggle with a little bit is like uh from a creative side i'm very much an entertainer mm -hmm. i am a creative person in how i do my streams and stuff but from a I, i've never once had like a this is what i need as a design or this is my vision for this design go create it um i've always been like Hey, I want to drop new stuff. Here's what interests me. Here's my kind of inspirations for what I like. I can't help you any more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know I like color block things. Yeah. I know I like uh, uh, um, simple designs in the front. I know I like a good a good punch here. I know I like and and, and maybe something down the sleeve. I know I like uh, nothing that's like I'm a gamer. It's more like a hey, yeah. If you know, you know. You know. Um, yeah. That's always how I've been with my my the how I dress everything. I love a good black t shirt. Club's room for Macy's five ninety nine. I still mm -hmm. wear them every day. Mm -hmm. um, Twenty dollar pair of jeans, you know, stuff like that. So, um, 
I think that that's where I really need to figure out is like my workflow of I don't have great creative um, vision for what I want. It's just like I I I I need someone that can hear of pretty open, like hey, here's what I kind of want, and get it to that point yeah. for me. And nobody presents you with like three different designs and be like, no, all right, boom. No, so that's it. that's what I work with with VBI. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of back to where I don't apply myself enough. Like I'll do that and we'll get this, and then I'll be like, great. Stream, 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 trip, event, uh, uh, this, this, this. Wow, it's been a month and a half. Still looks great. Can I get shorts added? A month later. Oh, don't like the shorts. Can we get a fix? Yeah, and it's not like you can stay on top of it because like you're busy lifestyle and what you got going to where you also have to send some of that. And that's one of the things that like kind of sucks about everything that we do. We sort of these self-started businesses where you are you and you have like all of your people and you can't just trust any a, a random somebody to go do and stay on top of shit yeah but not having a drop every quarter is like catastrophic not catastrophic because it doesn't mean that much but it's a disservice to your brand that you don't have that oh, going. but even more to my audience i get it's that laughable. too it's laughable that i get asked every day and how bad they want to rep yeah the brand and what rep, what they believe in i mean we have people with i have like four or five members that have tattoos of the logo of the courage logo or you know one of my favorite parts of my brand is the whole takeover thing still yeah i'm i'm still repping that even harder than other other parts of my brand now um you know they have the don't take part take over right on their forearm because they really resonate with that yeah and uh you know i'm at a point now where it's like it's just laughable to my fa to my great audience that uh that that i don't have that that stuff out there so i'm gonna fix it and and i will i just need to apply myself put the time in and that's now why i'm reinvesting like i like after speaking with them today like i am almost certain that now i need to look out there and figure out who would be best to bring on board that is just an is not like a they just do this for me or they just do this for me but it's like a we all we, we fit this all-encompassing thing whether yeah. it's like hey here's what i think would go great on the second channel from what you, you did with your content today to Yo, talk to this person more on the merchandise or apparel stuff. Or yeah. yo, did this, um, and and I need like that all around, all encompassing go getter that yeah. can join me. That's what my Maddie's for. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's not just a camera guy. No. You know, like but I've I've hammered it into him. This is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it like this. Just last week, an entire production team have came in. And I'm doing my own shit. I got meetings that that I have to attend. I have the company wide meetings I have to attend. And I said, this is Matt. He's my voice. Matt, handle it. Didn't give him a heads up. Yeah. He's a smart boy. He can figure it out. He better fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a business going on. And that's the sort of thing that I think I, I think sort of develops. The other thing is, like, in my in my world, I need to trust the people that I'm working with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and it takes time to develop that trust. It takes time to be like, all right, you know, he's got my back. I got his back. That's the way that, that things work. Um, one last question, and I'll let you go stream. Um, what What do you... What's the next big thing that you want to take over or want to be a, well, not be a part of a takeover? Like, what's one thing that you say that you're missing right now? Aside from apparel, you know, like what, what are you doing outside of, of, uh, of gaming besides investments that you're, that you're taking a look at? Have you looked at, because um, like Ninja and Jess just invested in some, some, uh, some up and coming startup, which yeah, is I've done, pretty dope. I've, I, I have some like private stuff that I've, I've had the chance now to, to invest in more. Uh, I think one thing that I really want to begin to look into for my own sake is like stock, stock market. Mm -hmm. I'm just a business mind that I think that would really interest me mm -hmm. learning stocks. Yeah. 
not to do it as like a day thing, but there are moments where you can see the industry and read it and be like, man, I would have definitely bet bet on yeah. that. And now look at what the stock has done. Yeah. And I have investments across the whole world in regards to like those the different funds and things like that. I have a whole team for that that does it. Um, but from personal side, like I would love to just take like a chunk of money and just learn you the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's one thing that really interests me. And I'd love to have someone that I can bounce off with and really dive into and learn from with that. Um, another thing is like, I, it's time to start for me dealing more with percents and in, in companies yeah. and, and things. I think I bring a lot to a company. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I've had a few opportunities come up that I think when you deal with percents, you need to really take into way more of an account of yeah. realizing like, hey, listen, you're going into this. You need to know what that means. You need to know the time that you're going to be sinking into this. Duties and responsibilities, yeah. And, you know, you get these opportunities that come up and you're not going to say, it would be naive to say yes to every single one. I think that you need to kind of take them with, with hey, I want, if I'm going to do this, this is what I'm going to need and, and, and to hit that. So... I want to get more into that big business, get more into that. Like this is something that I believe in to push and make it a global brand. And, uh, and, and is like my, I guess my billion dollar idea. Yeah. Cause I think that that's where my life will go. I really do genuinely believe that, um, there will come a time where it's like, yo, Jack, this shit's getting crazy that mm -hmm. we've built. And I want there to be the right people with me for it because yeah. I know for a fact we're capable of it. I'm just happy that I've surrounded myself with enough people that one of us is going to have a private jet at some point. And, you know, at least we all fly private mm. at that point. It's yeah. going to be dope. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, Hector, let me get, uh, let me get the plane this weekend. Well, it's your like, plane. Well, which oh, one? you want it back. You're, all right. No, see. you'll be like, well, which one? The big one or the little one? Ooh, okay. You know? Now you're talking <laughs> the helicopter or the, or the, or the, or the jet? Yeah. Shit, shit, man. That would be so awesome. But yeah, no, I mean, right now, I'm really happy. I think that uh, another thing for me is just getting my, you know, my, my own personal self, you know, still in the right place. I'm still very much in the right place, but my anxiety has gotten worse with COVID in, in the last six months. So not being afraid to go and speak with someone. Have you or, tried smoking pot? No, I've never smoked weed once in my life. Yeah. Uh, I worry that it would have like the, uh, since how I am as a person, I worry it would have the, the reverse effect for me. How some people like their anxiety spikes mm -hmm, with that. Mm -hmm. I love when my mental state is in its correct position, like in its 100%. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I don't know how it would affect me. I have nothing against it. Yeah, would, yeah. would I be willing to try it? Probably, but never in my life I ever smoked. Never done any drug in my entire life other than drinking alcohol and caffeine. Yeah. I, it's, I don't even know. I, I went years without smoking. Like high school, obviously, uh, after high school, I, I was a straight edge all through um, up until my senior, my graduation day in, in senior year. But I don't know. With with the stress that I've been in the last two years, three years, like yeah. I had to do something. I'm not going to fucking take Xanax or not. There's anything wrong with it, but I just, I just never saw myself taking pills yeah i don't take tylenol i don't take uh excedrin i don't take my doll okay sorry i definitely take excedrin <laughs> if i have a headache or, or... i don't even take sirtec when my eyes are just bloodshot just <laughs> you know what i mean i just I, I, some some weird about me and pills so uh I, I think i think uh, uh your want to be whatever it is the businessman the entrepreneur yeah is all it sometimes take for you to 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 be successful at it 
You know what I mean? Like I ne never in my life did I not think that I was going to live a very comfortable life. Never. Even growing up where I did, I just I just had a mind to for 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 schemes. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. can somebody make money? How can somebody make money? I was doing a uh, uh, a speech at a school once, and I was just talking to the kids. I went to I went back to the to the after what was it? What was it called? Anyway, I went back to this place where I got sent to as a bad student. Yeah. Right. And I went back and talked to bad students. And I told them, I'm like, if you like me had thoughts of 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 doing bad shit, you can reapply those same thoughts into something positive. And the example that I gave was this. In high school, I, you know, didn't have the money, but I wanted things. So mm -hmm. my friends and I sort of figured out a way to it was it was really bad. Uh -huh. You know, and it was a, a very, very bad and you know, call it because of the way that I grew up, how I grew up, but we would go into parking lots of of a Kmart at the time, and we would look at some simple thing like ten dollars, like right, ten dollars for this pack of whatever. So we would go in the store, go down the aisle, find the item, and then take it to the return thing. And back then there was no credit cards or it was or checks really; it was just all cash. So we would be like, I want to return this toy and show the receipt that I found in the parking lot. Bring the toy that I just grabbed from there, and then we'll get like the ten, fifteen dollars back. Jesus. And then we would go to McDonald's, yeah. or then we would go to you know uh, Burger King or whatever. And then we would go play ball. I realized very quickly that if I had the mind, it was mostly my dad, obviously being as strict as he was, that if I have the mind to figure out a problem on how to make money when I don't have money, I can do that thing by concentrating very, very, uh, not even hard. I just have to refocus that and say, all right, well, that's illegal. Don't do that. You'll get caught. It's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. And obviously, I've never been in jail. You know, uh, Growing up the way that I did, there was no zero chance that I was. I painted graffiti throughout my entire life. Zero chance that I wasn't going to end up in jail. Zero chance. But for some reason, I didn't. I reapplied myself, and I just started focusing on the same things and how to make money, logical uh, choices that I made, and it worked. Yeah. So I gave them that speech. I'm like, if you are constantly figuring out how to make money, and the only thing that you come up with is illegal shit. Keep on thinking, and then just refocus into something like that that that's positive and something that will get you uh, the the same means. It might be harder, but it's definitely gonna get you to the places that you need to get to. Yeah, and, it, you gotta like manifest it. You gotta be willing to take those leaps, be willing to make those sacrifices, be willing yeah. to see like the greater end of it. Yeah, and those are all things. I mean, I feel like every time we talk, we always have these business yeah. deep conversations i mean these hours and times you do this go, fly by so well, it's been two years since we've had one it's been two years since we've said i mean listen i'm if if the audience wants to have me i'll do this whenever the hell you fucking want that's not the question <laughs> I, I i love doing this i yeah, can do yeah. this for another five hours today yeah 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 um right. we but, got a flight to catch and you have yeah, uh, some streams to stream. i have to go play rogue company they do a becoming game from high risk studios looking to really bring you the greatest round-based combat that you can find in the day, -day third person experience sorry that's not the episode sponsor hector you Express VPN, right? Express VPN is a sponsor. This later. No, no, no. I'm, I, I like it. Ga Ga Gandhi's Gandhi's a legend in our yeah, space, yeah. as you know. Uh, I'm happy where he's gone, and I, I, for, for what it's worth, everybody that you know will eventually end up doing something super cool that you benefit from, like getting an early access code to World Company. Yeah, or is that out? No, it's a, it's available now in beta. Yeah. Oh, it is yeah. beta. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't get invited, so fuck Gandhi. Fuck Gandhi. Anyway, uh, guys. Jack, thank you, bro. I'm I'm really proud of you. You're inspirational, even to an old man like me. I wow. like I like how you move. Old is right. Um, and yeah, but look at this face, goddammit. Look at this face. Look better than me, man. Shit. shit, I got I am messing up in some way. Anyway, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Truly do. Uh, I'm very happy for you, and we'll see you guys uh, on the next one. Thank you. Leave a message. Leave a message at the beep, and leave a like also at the tone. And it, Manny. Hit the button.